0: hola is it on is it on i can't hear myself hello hello people respond i said hey hola hey Hey, jordy i need to sit on the stool yay and talk with the fancy mic it's a fancy bible yay go me no i'm just kidding anyways (laughs) <laughs> okay, llama. It's, it's not that funny. Not that funny. Still not that funny. Alright, anyways. So, Jay asked me to find... He he told me... He asked me to speak. Of course, that's why I'm here. Because he asked me to speak. Duh. Anyway, well, when he asked me to speak, he told me the whole theme of the thing was, if I had one thing to say to y'all, or my generation, what would it be? And I get to tell y'all. And so... I get to tell y'all what I would say. I'm just kidding. Anyways, so, <laughs> okay, so I have discovered that I would like to convey to you that I'm going to stop using these big words because I'm going to confuse myself. But, um, okay, so I was sitting there thinking, and the thing that I want to convey to you is what are you living your life for? What is, what is your life about? Is your life about your friends? Is your life consumed in your family? I mean, what, what, who are you living for? Are you living for you? Or are you living for, I mean, just who? Or is the most important thing in your life, God? Are you focused on God? Are you running the race for God? Or are you running for you and the things that you want? And I, I was thinking about that, and I find myself a lot of times, I find myself consumed in the things I want rather than what God wants me to have. And so many times I'm I'm chasing after things that I think are right for me and not listening to what he's trying to tell me and what he's trying to show to me. And uh, one of the scriptures I found, well, actually, Jace helped me find, so it's our findings. So one of the things I found was in Matthew chapter 19, verses 17 through 22, where the rich young man, have y'all, have y'all ever heard this story, where he goes and asks Jesus, he's like, what is good? And Jesus simply replies to him, why do you ask me this? And he's like, why do you ask me what is good? There's only one who is good. If you want to, If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. And the guy replies, he's like, which ones do I obey? And so Jesus says, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And so the guy's like, "Well, I've kept all of these, and what what do I lack? Like, what what am I? What's missing from this?" And Jesus said, "If you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give them to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me." Well, I mean, this dude was like loaded. He's like Bill Gates or this new kid. What's his name? Buffett. I don't I don't know his first name. Anyway, I mean, he's like he's he's loaded. Okay. He's got, like, everything you could ever want. And this thing was really hot. Anyways, he's got, like, everything you could ever want. The cars, the life, the house. I mean, just everything. Jordy, what's one thing you want? A Mac Pro. One thing you want was a Mac Pro. This kid probably had them if they were invented. But I think they used stone tablets. Anyways, <laughs> but the thing about it is, though, somebody else was writing on his stone tablets. He was paying people off. right? Anyways, this kid was loaded. So, do you know that this guy, for Jesus, he did not go sell everything he wanted? It says in verse 22, when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. He didn't sell anything for Jesus. Are, are you willing to give your life for your Savior? I mean, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm, I'm just sitting there. And it blows me away because so many times I'm like, well, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather have this, but this is what he wants me to have. And then I go after this anyway. W- would you give your life for your Savior? Like, would would you trade away the things that you most desire to live your life in heaven with Jesus? And God, like, what, what is most important to you? Like, yeah, I said like a lot in the last sentence. It was really cool. Anyways, so, I mean... When, when you really come down and think about it, I mean, you have every, you could have everything you want in this world and still not have it all. Because without Jesus, you have nothing. Without that life in heaven, you have nothing. It's all pointless. It's all meaningless. And, and the other scripture that was found, I'm not going to say he found it because it wasn't me. Anyways, in Ecclesiastes verse, uh, no, chapter 12, verse 8, Solomon writes it. Who knows who Solomon is? You know who Solomon is? Who's Solomon, Mr. Brown? I don't think you know. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, that that was a dumb question. Because Mr. Brown's like, whoop. And so, uh, yeah, Solomon was like the wisest man on earth, the richest man on earth, because he was the wisest man on earth. I mean, he had, he had everything, too. He probably had more than this other kid, because he was like even smarter than this other kid. He had the house, the cars, the money. I mean, well, actually, the donkeys, not the cars. But I mean... He had everything, and in chapter 12, verse 8 of Ecclesiastes, it said it's meaningless, meaningless as a teacher. Everything is meaningless, which means like out of everything he had, it was it was all pointless because without, I mean, God, without the Savior, without him being saved, what what did it really mean? It means that you have a bunch of crap. That's it, that you have a bunch of worthless stuff sitting in your lap. I mean I could go have the twenty eight thousand dollar computer we built on, on last week and it would mean nothing. Like even it's not cool enough. Okay. And uh then oh, I have another one. I'll also. down. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. In in chapter twelve, verse thirteen of Ecclesiastes it says Now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Well, I was thinking about it too, which I thought about it for like five minutes. But anyway, I thought about this too. And what it's saying is, the real point of man, for us even being here, is to fulfill the commandments. Like, to chase after Him, to live for Him. And... Uh, what was the verse? It was in Psalms, I believe. I'm not sure. But you can ask Jace or Noah because I'm not positive. But it says somewhere, if we don't sing his praise, then the rocks and the mountains and the oceans will sing his praise. That was our purpose for him putting us on this earth. It wasn't so weird that we could have the iPod or the MacBook Pro or uh, any other of the fancy things that Jordy wants or uh, anything like that. I mean, it was like ours is for him. Our life is for him. I was thinking about this the other night. And if our life is for him, I was thinking about why our life is for him. Well, he is everything. He's given us everything. And essentially, he gave his life for us. He He did give his life for us. I don't care what you say, because he did. <laughs> yes, son, he did. So he gave his life for us, so we should live our for we should give ours back to him. We should let him live through us and show his love and share with the other people of his love. As I ask you one thing, who, who are you living for? What is, what is your life about? I mean, it, if your life is consumed with all your friends and just how many friends you have, like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, that's another friend for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Pointless. It's everything. It's just pointless. Because in all honesty, the one friend and the one person that you need is your Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you don't see that, then why are you here? Why are you on the ark? I mean, what, what is your purpose? Your purpose is to praise God. So once again, you come back to the book. Not Vanna White, the book. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, I don't get what's so funny. But I look down like they're all laughing. And then Mr. Brown looks up and he's laughing. and uh, I'm left out with a loop. It's it's really hot, by the way. Anyways. So we go back to the rich young man. Okay? So, (laughs) he has his opportunity to follow Jesus. The one thing I will never have... Is an opportunity to follow Jesus because, well, he died for me, and so he's not here because if he was here, I'd be like, yeah, son, it's my homie. (laughs) Anyways, all right, this thing is bugging me. Anyways, so he had the opportunity to follow Jesus, but he didn't because he was greedy. And I've been there. I've been to the point where I wanted the things I wanted way more than what he wanted for me. And it's about time for me to let go of those things because, like it said in Ecclesiastes, it's all meaningless. Remember, Solomon was the wisest man ever. It's not as wise as Jesus, but he was pretty wise. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's my boy. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. so <laughs> I mean, it's all pointless. And he, would, he wouldn't give up. I mean, he wouldn't give up anything for Jesus. Like, he wouldn't give up nothing. I mean, nothing. Like, nothing. Like, big nothing. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. I mean, he would give nothing for Jesus. Would you give everything for Jesus? Would you trade all your friends, all your family, all your wealth, all your money, all your music on your computer, your computer, your iPod, your car, your truck, trip, yeah, your truck, and page actually. Anyways, uh I mean, would you trade it all for Jesus? Would you give it for him? Because so many times, I, I wouldn't in the past. Right now, I would. I would give everything I have. And for those of you know that, my vet would be really hard to give away. But I would for Jesus. If he walked up to me right now and said, give away all your stuff and follow me, I would be like, here you go. Let's go ride my vet. How about that? We can carry it with us. We can get there a lot faster this way. We don't have donkeys. Yeehaw. Yes, and so many times I find my life is all about material possessions, though. Like seriously, and that's not what your life should be about. By no means. And I learned how to say that in Spanish too. It's never mind. Anyway, so um, by no means. I mean that should not be what all your life is about. Your life should, in all, be for Jesus. And this thing is, anyways. So I found another verse. Who likes verses? Yay. Do you like verses? I like verses. Do you like verses? I like verses. Who likes for You like verses. I know you like verses. I like verses. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm running this show. Okay? I have to find the verse first. Okay. Hey, I was on the right page. <laughs> Get that. All right. Well, in Micah 4, 5, this has to be my favorite verse. I don't know why, but it's my favorite verse. In Micah 4, 5, It says, all nations may walk in the name of their gods. We walk in the name of our Lord, our God, forever and ever. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 (laughs) Anyways, so it says, all nations may walk in the name of their gods. So it's pretty much telling you, they can do what they want. Like, your best friend can go do whatever he wants, or she wants, or they want. But it's saying we will walk in them, our Lord, forever, our God, forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. I always feel like saying amen over that. I don't know why. It's just really cool. Anyways. Don't laugh at me. I'm sorry. Anyways. And so, not only here, because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident that everybody can come to church and say I'm a Christian. I'm pretty sure everybody has the capability of walking into this building right here, walking up to somebody and be like, how you doing? I'm a Christian. Hey, guess what? Guess what? My name is Ron. I'm a Christian. I'm I'm a Christian. Did you know that? I'm a Christian. But what are you going to do when you get to school the next day? Or what are you going to do when you get home and your mom tells you to take out the trash or clean your room or vacuum the floor? Are you going to scream and cuss and fuss and be non-Christianly? Where is it going to show? Is, is it going to actually show in your life, or is it just going to be at church when you say, hey, I'm a Christian? Are you going to carry it to school and be like, huh, see that kid over there? He's not a Christian. I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm better than he is. He's not a Christian. I'm a Christian. Or are you going to walk up to that kid and say, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Sit down with him, talk to him about it. Are you going to show that you're a Christian to him? Or are you just going to be like, hey, I'm a Christian. You're not a Christian. Hey, I'm a Christian. Guess what? <laughs> I'm a Christian. Yay. I mean, what what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Because when I hear, when I see this verse, it says, We will walk in the name of our Lord, our God, forever and ever. When I see this verse, the main word I see in that verse is walk. It doesn't say we will stand. It doesn't say we will talk. It says we will walk. Wait, is that rhymes. Walk, talk. Yay! You can do both, I hope. If not, then I'm sorry. But anyways... It says we will walk, which means you're not going to stay in one place and you're not just going to sit there. You're going to go. You're going to go out and talk, which is another important thing. Is You shouldn't just come here and worship in the name of the Lord and just leave it here. That's pointless. Just like it's pointless to wash your hair 48,000 times and brush it 4 million. Anyways, I mean, it's all pointless. Just like everything else in this world, it's pointless just to stand and do nothing for God. But if you got to stand, at least do it for God, okay? Anyways, <laughs> but it says we will walk in the name of our Lord, our God, forever and ever. So it, it's telling me to get out and do stuff in His name and show other people His love, not just hold it inside of me, not just hold it inside of this building. Because this building, it might look like a really thin wall, but for some people, it's a lot harder to come in that wall than it is for a lot of other people. Because to some people, it looks like the Normandy Beaches on the 10, June 6, 1944. Oh, yeah. Don't know what that is? D-Day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, for some people, coming into that door is like the end of the world. I mean, some people, that door is six-foot-thick lead with gamma rays can't pass through, by the way. Yeah, physical science. Anyways, I mean, some of this, I mean... For other people, it's not as easy. Like, for me, I could walk into the door. I could be like, hey, Jace, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Steve, how you doing? Mr. Brown, what's up? How's work? You getting powdery? Yeah, you can hit his chest and powder comes off. Yay! Anyways, so, uh, I mean, I can, I can walk in here because I know the people in here. Other people never been to church in their life. Other people don't know what church is about. So when it says, I will walk, I'm, I'm going to carry the church to them. I'm not going to let them sit at home and just sit there. Not in the name of Jesus, by the way. They're just sitting. They're just sitting, like normally sitting. Just sitting there watching the wrong stuff on TV. Well, there's not a lot of good stuff on TV anymore, though. Watching the wrong stuff on TV. Talking to the wrong people. Or getting involved in the wrong activities. Not necessarily the wrong people because they're all God's people. Getting involved in the wrong activities. You gotta, you gotta care to them, cause they won't come to you half the time. It's just like when you get a new puppy and you carry it inside and it's like, It runs all around and you try to catch it and it doesn't work. And they're right, Jody. Six chihuahuas? Yeah. I said a lot of chihuahuas. Anyway. <laughs> Ankle biters. Anyways. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I seem humorous, dude. I mean. It, it really is. It's harder than it seems. Because Britt has been coming to this church all his life. I've been coming to this church all my life. Lama's been here for a long time. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a long time. Sarah's been here for most of her life. Cause Sarah was here when I got here, and I was a munchkin. And, anyways, I was like that tall. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, we've basically all grown up in church. Most of us have anyway. And so it makes it, when when you know where you're going, it's a lot easier than just going into darkness. I mean, it really is. And so what you have to do is walk in the name of your Lord. Walk in the name of God. Go out. Seek other people. Tell them what it's about. Show them what it's about. Give them a light. Show them the way. Because it's hard. Really, really hard. I say that a lot. Do y'all get the point? What, What was the point there? It's hard to do it when you don't know. Right? Anyways, alright, let's go back to Matthew. Matthew. I like this book. It's my first name. That's why I like it. Okay, anyways. (laughs) This thing keeps pulling on my ears. It's not working. It's a lot of fun to talk into, but it's a lot of trouble. So anyways, going on, then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it's hard for a rich man to enter his kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. That was verse 23, by the way, if y'all haven't caught on there. I was reading down the page. That was verse 23. And what is saying, when is it easier to follow God? Is it easier to follow God when you have nothing, when you're at the bottom? Is it easier to follow God? Or is it easier to follow God when you're at the top, when you have everything, when you think you have everything anyway? I mean, when is is it really easier to follow God? Top or bottom? Pick. Yay! No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, I mean, it's... When you have everything and you think you have everything and you don't think you need them, is when it's the hardest to follow them. And so, um when you don't think you need them, is when you really need them. That's really confusing when you think about it. But it it's there. I promise. I'm, I'm not I'm not rambling at all. Anyways, so let's read on, or let's continue to read, which is read on. Um, It says, when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Okay. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So can you do it alone? All these people that are separate from him, can you save them by yourself? Yay, nay, maybe so? No, no. no. This is an interactive kind of thing, people. Am I talking to a wall? Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, anyways. So you can't do it by yourself. As much as you might think you can, you really can't. All the people who are lost, all the people who are hungry, all the people who need him, you can't save them by yourself. You can't save them with the help of your friend. You can't save him with the $42,000 that you have. You can't save him with your car, although cars kill people. Anyways, you can't save him with a computer. You can't save him with anything. The only way you can help with God, you can save him. The only way you can save him, that's what this is saying. And once again, this man did not give up anything for God, which is kind of stupid. But he didn't know that at the time. In the essence, he was stupid. I don't know. Anyways, so, all right, I'm lost now, so just to let y'all know. (laughs) All right, so then, Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What then will it be for us? What a stupid question. He's asking God, what do you have for me? (laughs) I gave everything for you. Now what are you going to give me? (laughs) What does God give you? (laughs) He gives me nothing. Which really, you did not give him anything. He gave it all to you and you just gave it back. Which I think is rude. But anyways, no. Um. So he's like, what do you have for us? Who has ever asked God, what do you have for me? (laughs) What have you done for me? Do you have anything for me? How many of y'all have felt like there was nothing in this world for y'all? That nothing was planned the way y'all wanted it to go? I I mean, I know I have. I've had times where I just thought that the whole world was going to be against me. And that I was not going to have anything go my way ever. And it turned out that somebody used all the hot water in the shower or something. I mean, it was stupid stuff. I mean, he's like, what do you have for me? That's a really stupid question. God gave his life for you to save you a place in heaven. And if you can't see that, you need to be slapped across the forehead. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I'm just kidding. You don't need to be slapped across the forehead. You need to be helped by one of us who does see that. But we can't say more about God until I don't know the long story. Anyways. Yeah, I'm confusing myself, by the way. Anyways, when the disciples heard this... Yeah, okay, I already read that. Then Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, at the renewal of all things, when Son of Man sits on His glorious throne, you who have followed Me will also sit on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone has, who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or fields for My sake will receive a hundred times as much and will ha- inherit into eternal life. But many who are at who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. Many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. That's confusing. No big words, just really confusing Anyway, so what what Jesus said to them is basically you'll have a spot in heaven. You'll have everything you can ever desire Plus more. All oh, that and a bag of chips. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Alright, that was corny. So you're supposed to laugh, to doon Ah-ha. Aha. Aha ha. Aha. Okay, so there's two penguins, right? And uh, no, that's no thing. <laughs> Alright, anyways, don't bring Mr. Dean into this. <laughs> Alright. And so the disciples basically ask him, What do you have for us? So Jesus tells him, I have everything you could ever want and more. Like Jesus is like, Man, you think you have it made here? Wait till you get there. I mean this kid don't even know what he's missing. He's like, What do I have to do to be right? What do I have to be do to be in heaven? Jesus all Jesus said is you have to give your life to follow me. And this kid left. He walked away because he just did he he didn't know. What about all those people that don't know? The people at school that sit two tables down that don't know? Or the people that sit right across the table that don't know. What's gonna happen to them? I mean, what what was your calling in the first place? Why why are you being why are you supposed to be here? It's to worship Jesus. Where are you supposed to worship Jesus at? That's a trick question. You're not supposed to be Exactly. Good answer. Good answer. I like that answer. You're supposed to worship Jesus everywhere. So how are you going to help the people that don't know? Are You sit there with your nasty cheeseburger, or actually soy burger, and uh, you sit there across the table and be like, you see those people over there? They don't know. They don't know how good it is to be a Christian. They really don't know. Well, about at that point, you don't know either. You really don't know because you really haven't been there if you're sitting there telling other people they don't know how it is to be a Christian, because, I mean, you have, but when you're talking, not talking to them about it, because... All right, let's see, how do I explain this? All right, I'm lost, so I'm going to drop that rabbit. So, I called it, but then I lost it, and so it ran away. One little rabbit. I'm late, I'm late, I'm really, really late. Anyways... Nobody caught that. Huh? <laughs> Shut up, Britt. <laughs> and so anyways, so I mean the people sitting across the table from you, they don't know, just like this man didn't know. What, what do you think this man would have done if somebody would told him what Jesus was about to do for him? What, what do you think he would have done? Would would he have sold his things to follow Jesus to be saved by Jesus to have everything he could ever want and more by Jesus? I think he would have. Because so many times it comes down just to lack of knowledge that we have that make our stupidest moments, and the definition of stupid would be lack of knowledge. And so it all makes perfect sense. Yay! And so this man did not know what he was passing up. The opportunity to follow Jesus for his house. Shame, shame, shame. shame, shame, shame. <laughs> Anyways, why are y'all looking at me? <laughs> okay. And so, Jesus said, oh, anyways, y'all are still looking at me, y'all are just looking at the other side of me. still pointless. All right, so let's find something else here. Where is it? I'm looking for it. I'll be there in a second. Hold on. okay here we go two things in one right here right here all right back to verse 19 of matthew is said, peter answered him we have left everything to follow you then what then will there be for us and of course you know the answer jesus answered right Well, if you flip over to chapter, long way away, uh, 27, verse, starting out about verse, well, it starts at like verse 32, and goes to like 55. But we're gonna spark note that, and we're just gonna like go through that really quick, yeah. We're gonna make it very short for. uh, you I how you note things. Anyways, this is what God gave for us. The mere things that we could give for him, this is what God gave for us. If you look at what I'm looking at, if you actually have a Bible, it's where Jesus dies on the cross. It's the crucifixion. And in verse 45, it says, From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a large voice, Something in Latin, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I'm not even going to attempt to say that in Latin because that's not going to happen and I'm going to end up saying something pretty bad. No, I'm just going to sound wrong. Anyways, that's what God gave for us. That was like, I mean, that was it. He gave his life for us. And the whole book of Matthew. Those words, right there, this little bitty part of Matthew, I think is one of the most important parts. Because, I mean, this is the part where he sacrificed his life for my life. You know my life is worthless. My life is totally meaningless. My life is filthy. I've done so many bad things in my life. I've sinned so much. You sin too. Everybody sin. Jesus never sinned. My life is pointless. He gave his perfect life for me. Was lost, but now I was fine. But now I see, And so that's a good song, by the way. Good song. Good song. Yeah. So he gave his worthless—I mean, his awesome life. My worthless life, anyways. His awesome, perfect life on a cross where I should have been. Instead of Jesus up on that cross, it should have been me. Because he never sinned. It should have been my sin. It should have been... It, he died for me. What are you going to do about it? What What is it that you can do to ever repay him? There's nothing I can do to fully repay him. Ever. Ever. And... The only thing I can tell y'all, this is the one thing that I wanted to tell y'all, by the way, and I've just been, like, kind of going through this whole thing over and over and over and over and over. (laughs) Because the one thing that I want y'all to know, which is what Jace originally asked us to say, is the one thing we can tell our generation, I want y'all to get the fact that whenever you have the chance, Always give everything for Jesus. Give it all for Jesus. Live your life for Jesus. Because when he died on the cross, he was thinking of you. Because he knew how many people were going to sin. He knew who was going to be here. He knew what you were going to do on your 25th birthday at I don't know where. I mean, he knew everything. He knew he was thinking to you when he was on that cross. Do you think Jesus died on the cross because he just wanted to go and have something to do today? He's like, Oh, I'm bored. I think I'm going to go hang myself on a cross today. No. The one thing I wanted to tell y'all is everybody's messed up. The one chance you have at ever getting a spot in heaven is Jesus. So you live your life for Jesus. Show other people why you're living for Jesus and show them the love of Jesus because Overall, the love of Jesus is more powerful, more, how would you say this, more meaningful, more worthful. I don't know how you'd say that. It's worth more. There you go. There you go. It's worth more than anything else ever, ever has been and ever will be. And I don't know how much time I got left, but I'm about to be finished because I don't know what time it is. Yeah, I should be pretty close. But anyways, that's the one thing I want to, to say to y'all. And uh, the praise man is going to play one more song. And Jace is going to come up here. And he's going to be down here, like always, or over there, or somewhere in this in this little area right over here. Isn't that right, Jace? Yeah, he's going to magically appear. Voila. Anyways, he's going to be over here while we're playing. And if you feel like coming up and just kneeling out the an altar and praying and giving your life to God, And asking him to share, to open your life, to let other people see him in you. Do it now because it will be the biggest thing you have ever done and the biggest thing you could ever do for your best friend. I mean, if you think lending that friend a dollar so he could get a Coke at school was something, wait till you give him Jesus Christ. Wait till you show him the love of Jesus and save his life. And so, I just want y'all to think about that while we play our last song. And Jason's gonna be up here, so if y'all feel like coming up here and praying, Jason's gonna be here, so.